0: Second. Honey, honey, there's a hot topic. Oh, god damn it! P- pull the fucking car over. I gotta buy some fucking grip pants. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Welcome back to the March and Mitch Show, featuring Celine Sanders Pond. Coming at you live from a secret garage, hidden amongst the chaos of election season, a country on the edge of chaos, a guy who just wants an Italian deli sandwich, two co-hosts, and one of them just got back from a little excursion. How are you doing, CSP?
1: Doing pretty okay. It was interesting being in Arizona and seeing how everybody is treating things kind of differently down there, COVID-wise. Much more casual. Mm. Which seems very less stressful for them and much more stressful for me coming back up here and trying to take things seriously. But it was nice seeing family. It was nice kind of seeing the lay of the land in another part of the land. So,
0: very cool. Walk us through your trip. PDX, one of the most notorious airports in American culture. For having great service, was the service of PDX really good? Did you get through the the TSA pretty fast?
1: Yeah, no. I every time I go through PDX, I'm stunned by how good they are. It's it's such a smooth process. They get through people really quickly, and yeah, the only uh, grift that I got was I did forget to take my fire starter off of my keychain.
0: Ah. Oh,
2: way to go, champ.
1: Yeah, and it was embarrassing (laughs) because I accidentally walked away from the conveyor belt, you know, through security. I walked away with my suitcase and my tablet and, you know, the stuff that was supposed to be in my main carry-on bag. But I actually forgot my carry-on bag. And so I went back to go get my carry-on bag And found a TSA agent holding it aloft and being like, whose is this? Whose is this? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's mine. I I meant to take it. I'm so sorry. And she was like, no, this needs to be checked. Yeah. And I was like,
0: you can't can't leave bags unattended at the airport. Right.
1: For sure. And, you know. In the past, I've, you know, been much more concerned about accidentally having had, like, part of a joint in my purse or something like that. (laughs) And, like, these days I'm more responsible. So I was positive I didn't have anything bad in there. And she's going through my bag and she's, you know, pulling out my phone charger and my, you know, this and that. And not being interested by anything. And finally she finds my keys. Mm. She kind of, like, dangles them aloft and looks at me like, well, what's this? (laughs) And I was just like, I the keys. keys
2: those look like keys to me
1: and then she pointed at what admittedly does look like a bullet uh, like right, it's a right, fire starter right. that is just like cleverly disguised to look like a like rifle shell
0: oh okay
1: and so understandably she found that and so i totally understand why they were concerned about it but she held it like what's all this then <laughs>
2: You must be really bored, ma'am. I
1: Right. And honestly, I had seen her moments before Cavity going search. through somebody else's bag. And she eventually found a thing of perfume uh-huh. that was a little bit too large. And she like did the exact same thing of holding it aloft and being like, what's this? <laughs> and the lady was like, it's perfume. She was like, well, it needs to be less than two ounces. Not anymore. Go it's dump not- it out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: true story they'll throw out your contact solution too that's got to be frustrating did you go to any uh bars nightclubs any cool spots that you remember from back in the day any, arizona any old, old, doesn't old, have nightclubs. any old stomping grounds
1: I, I didn't really have any old stomping grounds mostly because i i came up here for college so i never was in arizona that much during oh, my right you know of coming of age yes but also you know <laughs> I, oh. I was there to visit my elderly grandmother So wasn't really trying to It was a calculated trip Yeah, exactly It was a lot of trying to stay in the same circles And Mm -hmm. you know, tonight when we have our guest on I'm going to be wearing my mask To make sure that I'm not exposing him To any type of crazy Arizona virus Mm
0: -hmm. But we're
2: fine, we can get it, that's fine
0: Yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) You only kissed me like 12 times today, it's fine So (laughs) if I have it (laughs)
0: You stop that. Mitchell, how has your week been? Been chilling out, Terrible, Terrible. Why is this? Why has this happened? Because I had to work. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) fuck.
2: Because I worked. That's why it was terrible. I'm tired of working. I'm tired of COVID. I'm tired of being at home. I'm tired of this stupid economy. I'm tired of people talking about elections. I'm tired of everything. I just want to sleep until the next election.
0: Oh, man. Me too. I love getting sleep. Like It's the best feeling when you wake up and you're like, I don't got to be anywhere. I'm going back to sleep now. <laughs> you guys are getting sleep. <laughs> you guys are getting sleep.
2: Ah, I wake up every like four hours. Now I like to wake up at four or five in the morning. Every, every, every day. Now, no matter what time I go to sleep, whether it's early, whether it's late, I wake up at like 5 in the morning. Is this what being 30 is? Is this being 30?
0: I hate this it. This is being 30. Welcome to my nightmare. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this Jesus. Coming just... on the show today, we're going to have none other than Cade Dale from Swiss Army Wife. I also happen to be the bass player for Swiss Army Wife. Cade is the frontman guitarist. we will be interviewing him today right after this quick break on the March and Miss show featuring Celine Stannis-Pond. Welcome back. You're here live at the March and Mitch show featuring Celine Stannis Pond. We've got our guest here. This is our first ever live guest on the show. It's been a long time dream of ours to interview local artists far and wide across the U.S. or Salem-Kaiser during the pandemic quarantine. Coming at you live is none other than Cade Deal. Cade, how are you feeling tonight?
3: I feel pretty good.
0: (laughs) Nice. Happy to be here. Very cool, man. Welcome to the show. This is Uh, great. I met Cade through music personal ads on the internet and Cade had moved here at the time to uh be with his college sweetheart and play some music and just do his own thing for a bit kate how have you been enjoying oregon
3: uh i'm loving oregon it's my kind of weather very gloomy yeah but honestly moving from phoenix originally oh another arizona plant okay escaping hell (laughs) hotter than satan's balls right i don't the the city is a testament to man's ignorance
2: (laughs) (laughs) sweet lord don't go
0: there if you're driving through keep on going Literally, straight out of the frying pan and into the fryer, because now you're on my show with the hottest questions, the side of the Pacific Northwest. Kate. you are originally an Idahoan, is this correct? On a scale of 1 to 10, how punk rock is Idaho? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Boise's kind of gotten something going recently,
3: but otherwise, small town Idaho is about the worst place you could go for punk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, deal. So, okay. it was definitely not like a... Do people like, (laughs) do people
2: like, like reject it outright or is it more like just like a taboo where you just don't talk about it?
3: I mean, half of them don't even know what punk is. I think (laughs) they'd be very surprised to like oh it's rock but faster right? I don't know. Outside of country I a lot of times. Metallica. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's that one guita- the band with multiple guitars. Right
2: right, yeah that's how it's done. That- that's punk right? It's a loud
3: one. <laughs> loud fast and in your face. <laughs> I, th- I think Boise's benefited from a lot of the runoff of like Portland and Seattle grunging slowly starting to right. kind of like, leak Oh over. nice.
0: I didn't even think of that. We're that but close. Yeah it's, yeah. It's a slow drip. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. <laughs> word up word up. So okay growing up uh, how would you describe your first experience with music? Do you remember the first time you touched a Fender guitar?
3: A Fender guitar? Uh, I came by the Telecaster, which is what I play right now, by complete accident, local music store. and was like, here's this yellow thing. Have fun. <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, music Music-wise, though, I think as probably, what, 95% of our generation, I heard Blink-182 and was like, I can do that.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Nice. Nice. This is very cool. I play bass guitar for Swiss Army wife and with Cade, as well as our friend, Tim Shepard, we've been a unit now for about a year it's really exciting to have Cade on the show I've been dying to ask him the burning questions like what day is laundry day <laughs> where does the magic happen not just kidding but but seriously now I wanted to know um before we had our unit we had Cade doing music over in the Phoenix rock scene right yeah and uh first band was uh if i remember correctly wanted to be called rosa barks but as well but then was called poster parents can you tell us that story
3: yeah absolutely um we were a four-piece band and getting like four artists on the same page for anything is a ridiculous process hurting cats yeah, absolutely <laughs> so uh it was definitely like a a name that two of us were really passionate about the other two one person absolutely hated the other person was <laughs> indifferent and that was like the closest thing to consensus we got at that point so Rosa Barks, it was for a while, but then ran into, uh, the one member who's not stoked on it was really pressing that, like, this is, is this racist? Is this <laughs> is <that> problematic? <laughs> um, and eventually we went for, like, the just a placating yeah. poster At least No one hates it. Right. And that was the win. So, uh, yeah. Democracy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's so that
2: amazing. So my my question for you guys, so you guys have been a band for, like, a year, right? And so... Mm. The what what venues do you think so far have been like the biggest to your guys like growth as far as the this band specifically in Oregon? Because I know they're like I um next week, uh, no, the 16th, we have Loja on and I know they've been all the way up from Eugene at the Wow Hall and all the way up in Portland and played. What's that? What's that like? It's super popular, but it's the smaller venue in Portland.
0: So for the longest time they had the, the analog theater cafe, mm-hmm. the Paris Theater. And then like as far as locals, it's probably Twilight Cafe or the Hawthorne. It's one of those three. Dang, I wanna okay. say I wanna say Hawthorne, but yeah, like so like for you
2: guys, like what's been like your guys' favorite venue? Like what's been like the best response you've gotten?
0: It's a really good question. <laughs> Kate, is it pretty obvious like the Seattle show is like the biggest moment for the band?
3: That was definitely our biggest moment. I'd say for like local impact, this space is kind of the space. We had a lot of yeah, fun. You don't exist as a local band in Salem but your guys
2: your guys's so. basement show was fucking like off the charts.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, Dude, that was like
2: so good. And like that was like that was like a like you know that scene in the first Guitar Hero when you're walking downstairs and it's like and they oh, yeah. and you're playing Joan Jet and shit. It was like that. Like it was Sweet. so good. But it, I know that was like, super we small. had a lot of fun dude that yeah. show like you guys slap so hard but i'm just like man as far as like bigger venues like like what's the struggle as far as like when it comes to, like getting people to shows
3: getting people to shows now is i mean approaching what like i'm approaching my mid-20s and i feel like oh, everyone must during be that nice. time is like playing <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i just mean, cuss of, three yeah. just wondering <laughs> what i'm doing here
3: no that's i mean just like <laughs> approaching that time of like this is where people start thinking they're under a lot of pressure to have their shit together Right, so it's really hard to get your friends to shows where they're like oh man i'm trying to complete my master's or (laughs) i'm trying to like move up in my i I feel like financial planning is now huge yeah it's like i can't i had to (laughs) or have a kid it's i don't know it's that weird that influx time where you're not a high school you're not a college kid
2: right you can't just like dm all your friends from you know school to come down to the show like there's got to be, like, a marketing strategy, right? So, I mean, do you guys have, like, a concrete or, like, even just, like, a layout when it comes to, like, as far as, like, marketing and stuff? Like, because Alex gave me this fucking Wicca phase, like, sticker, and I was like, oh, this is great! And I don't, like, I would have never been turned on if Alex hadn't told me, but the sticker itself was like, oh, I I now I know the name for sure. There you go.
3: I feel like, I mean, like, physical merch is always underrated in importance. I yeah. I because, like, you can... Throw shit online all day long, but until you have like a record in someone's hand, they're not going to be like connecting with the band in the same way it feels like Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe alex can speak more to that it's a
0: good it's a good concept and it's constantly evolving because the way i see the market nowadays it's all about merch drops merch Mm -hmm. like all the money is in merchandise t-shirts i used to hate it i used to go to seminars for music industry and people be like your band is a brand i'm like that's not (laughs) that's not punk rock i fucking hate that but now that i'm older i'm like shit they kind of have a point because now when like you know artists artists like nothing nowhere yeah or like you know freaking like the members from like citizen and turnover do a merch drop it sells out in like a day yeah and stuff like that i go on amazon and i'll look at like like i'm trying to find like a joyce banner t-shirt just to have one and it's like you can't even you can have like one t-shirt that's screen printed on amazon like you just gotta be really lucky and i feel like uh if me and Cade continue to do that Cade has some really good aesthetic choices he chose both singles yeah uh the artwork for both singles actually and the one we're going to talk about right now on the show is our uh, single $40. If you came to the show at the space, uh, that was the one where I uh, had a postscript where I said, this song is for anyone who drank, who's ever drank 11 beers at 6 in the morning. <laughs> and this is our track of the week. We've got $40 from Swiss Army Wife right here from Salem, Kaiser. And this is Swiss Army Wife on the March and Mitch show featuring CSP. Let's hear it. was $40 by Swiss Army Wife. We got the frontman guitars for Swiss Army Wife right here. This is Kate Dale. And then, oh, of course, it's your boy, Alex Marchewski. I play bass for this band. This band is my baby. Ah, Kate, it's so great to have you on the show. Uh, let's talk more about music, inspiration. Whoa, 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 and, whoa, whoa, oh, wait, whoa. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Yeehaw. Where do I find this song? If you go on Spotify and Apple Music, you can find us uh, pretty much just type in Swiss Army Wife and we have a picture of a tattoo gun for the single $40. And then for the single cactus, we have a tiny, cute, miniature cactus. And that will bring you great joy in your life, especially if you came from the Southwest. Go find the song, go like the song, (laughs) go follow the the artist, Swiss Army Wife,
2: and then share that shit and make a playlist with it. So when they uh, put out new shit, you guys can be the first because we're about to talk about their potential EP.
0: True story. <laughs> Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you, Mitchell. Big Most fan, by the
2: way. I love that song.
3: Oh, I
0: appreciate it. Yeah, Thank was, you so yeah. much, Mitchell. The verbal history of the band begins back in about, yeah, so I think Feb- February or March, I realized like life has got me fucked up. All I do is go to the gym, go to work, and, you know, I, I would noodle on my instruments at home. And I was really <laughs> lost and alone, and I wanted more out of life. And I'm like, you know what? There's a music scene in Salem, it's like tightly knit and kind of small. But I want to crack in somehow, and I would do acoustic shows, and I would cover bands that me and Cade like, bands like Joyce Manor, bands like Turnover, bands like Citizen, uh, Sorority Noise, you know, and I would just be into just playing good music that I liked, and I did it for fun, but it felt kind of hollow and empty, you know? You can only see a guy with an acoustic guitar do so much complaining (laughs) for a 30-minute period, and I'm just like, I don't really know if... I want to do this like this. I want to have a band again. I missed playing bass. I was always best at bass. So I went on Zounds.com and got, up, got a Fender Precision Bass. And I'm like, this is great. This is rocking. I started looking for uh, other musicians. And Cade was nice enough to be like, hey, I'm moving here in this amount of time. And the next thing you know, me and Cade just have this total bromance going. Where we're emailing each other like inspiration playlists. <laughs> we, we instantly both knew we liked a lot of bands like You Blew It. Bands like Joyce Manor, we both really, really, really like Tiger's Jaw, uh, the first turnover album. Uh, so my next question is going to be, uh, Cade, what's your favorite memory from the early, early days of the band? Do you have a favorite memory from the early days of the band?
3: Ooh, um, I mean, (laughs) it's funny you mentioned me moving here because, uh, I think Mitch, you brought it up initially. Uh, I moved here chasing kind of a a girlfriend at the time. And I think I met with you when I first moved out, like before I saw the girlfriend out here, I like actually met. (laughs) Yeah. Johnny's on 17th street. Yeah. That was a great, Uh, that was a good one. Um, early memories. I mean, does it count? Because it's almost like a year ago now at our show at the... In Seattle, where I had like maybe 104 degree fever. Oh, yeah. He was dying. He was,
0: yeah, he was, he was, he was ill. He like (laughs) threw
3: drugs at me until I could stand upright and sing for 20 minutes and then like immediately lied back down. It was a
0: journey. I'll never forget that night. I'll be telling my freaking, like, my ancestors someday, like, I played at the Vera Project where Tidal Fight did their sold out show. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm such a weenie when it
2: comes to being sick. Like, I get a little bit, like, I never get sick. So, so when I do get sick, dude, like, I'm just, like,
3: I just shut down. Dude, I
2: can't. I wish. I wish I had that kind of power, but I'd be like, no, I'm too sick. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a blanket and some uh, Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> I'm not oh doing anything. Goodness. Put on the TV. But... Okay. dook uh, that's super exciting guys again um i'm i'm really looking forward to to you guys's more music um do you guys have plans as far as the rest of the year i mean covid's kind of fucked everything yeah. covid has done fucked everybody out of their paycheck um but as far as just like plans like um you guys are still recording right we
3: are that's i think like yes mostly. preliminarily yes yeah all that most artists can do now is if you want to be active, you have to start recording things. Otherwise, because it's live, obviously nothing's happening. Right.
2: I mean, other than doing like those live shows, and I've seen people like try to do that, and it's just not going well. It's not the same. same. It's like, oh, we're live. And there's like two viewers, <laughs> grandma and grandpa. Like, oh, I, I mean, like, i mean, Yeah. <laughs> it's, but I mean, as far as getting into the studio and stuff, um, so you guys have like a potential EP coming out mm-hmm. that you guys are working on now. Um, that, what's that like? Do you guys switch producers or are what's the recording process looking for you guys?
3: Uh, it looks like we're trying to pull it more DIY this time. Yeah. Cause we can take our time, kind of do it. We have a lot of the material we need now, a lot of the gear we need, and then save money in that route and then ship it out and have more money for the production side of things in theory. Mm-hmm. We worked with on our two singles, uh, Chris Hahn from Old Cross, who was fantastic to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in theory if we can record and then potentially ship it out to him again we'd be really happy i imagine
0: most definitely chris hahn follow at zomi media on instagram chris hahn is an amazing producer and the front man for another three-piece punk band they played with us at our famous basement show here in salem and they've been killing it in the portland scene they actually opened up for a uh, famous pop punkers McCafferty, at the hawthorne theater and they have a really impressive list of you know artists they've worked with over the years it's really exciting to kind of do things DIY this time. I'm excited. We were hashing things out last night, getting different tracks down, working on tones and stuff. After being like out of the music scene for a long time, it's actually really refreshing and inspiring for me to kind of listen to Cade and our drummer, Tim, and learn about the producing side and the recording side. And I'm excited to see what we can get down. We had our original uh, uh, demo, of the Halloween EP It was the hol- it was our first demo ever. Cade, do you have any good memories of recording that and the final product? Uh, we recorded my amp in a bathtub. <laughs> no way. Like very, very what,
2: what
3: brought that on? <laughs> Mostly try to control sound. Yeah. Honestly, it's so loud to try to record tube amps in a house in a neighborhood <laughs> in suburbia, America. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was in a bathtub with a bunch of pillows <laughs> and felt very much as though it encapsulated the DIY yeah. effort. So That's some great. car seat headrest shit. Absolutely. Literally, yes. <laughs> That's amazing.
2: I've been there, dude. Um, when, I, when I was first doing this show before I had the, uh, the sure mics, uh, I, I remember I had an air mattress and a futon like boxing me in before I just f- flew up an air mattress to, to cut out the background noise. It sounded great, but like how much work is that shit? And so eventually, I had to upgrade to the the Shure mics. But yeah, dude, I remember having this fucking ghetto ghetto ass futon in a, in a inflated air mattress, just like hugging me, and I couldn't move. Just to, it couldn't touch the table. So DIY is the way to go, man. Like you, if you if you, there's a will, there's a way.
3: That's absolutely. If you haven't recorded in a closet at least one time, yeah, like, yeah, you haven't struggled for anything. Yeah.
2: You were you were you got you were born with the spoon in your mouth and you need to shut the fuck up.
0: It's fun having control of your own project in that sense and calling your own shots and doing things that feel like creative but also like intuitive in a way that makes us feel like we're in control, but also kind of just Keeps us on a track where we're creating constantly and putting together something. I know we're thinking about an EP, but I'm even ambitious enough. Hey, let's just do a fucking full length. Why not? I know they're more <laughs> expensive. I know they're a lot more expensive to do full lengths. And speaking of albums, okay, we're going to talk now about uh, your top three Desert Island albums. Like it's oh, Green Room. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what are um, your, let's pick three Desert Island albums and just a brief brief summary, synopsis.
3: For sure. Um, I think... It's still, it's going to be number one album of all time, but also I, I could put it on repeat for hours is Never Hung Over Again by George yes. Manor. It's going to be hard to go wrong. Uh, it's one of those where just like every track is, it, n- there's no skips on that. Like lineup, <laughs> I guess would be the way to put it. Just that is perfect. that the one that
0: has like Victoria and like Catalina fight song? Mm-hmm. Heart Tattoo. Oh, ah, yeah. yes. Okay.
3: All the good shit. Um, two, more, guess, two, two more. Two more. Mm-hmm. Um, the Queen is Dead by The Smiths, maybe. Ooh, there you has, go. like. I always find myself winding up laying on a tile floor oh. with like a drink at 2 a.m. and that record's on for some reason. Just happens. So yeah, it's just, yeah, classic sad boy. That's the only time. time you listen
0: to that record is with some like alcohol at like four in the morning by yourself oh, yeah. in the dark with a candle. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bill Ford, it's Smith's. That's peak emo. Um,
3: I think third one would have to be, um, alpha, I think Alphabetology. It's like a collection of all the recorded works produced by Captain Jazz uh, from like their run from 89 to 90 something. So it's, it's a lot pretty inconsistent the mm. first half's their first album the rest of it's kind of just an assortment of b-sides and singles Interesting. all of which are horrible but a fantastic <laughs> collection <laughs> i mean i think i think anyone who's a fan of the band can agree that they're <sighs> awful but in the way that matt is really encapsulating that early emo Captain just jazz. some high schoolers screaming in a garage <laughs> yeah. it's great those are, those are my top <laughs> those are k dills i wasn't ready i wasn't ready for that <laughs>
2: You nailed it. Way to go. Those are some uh, primo choices. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Thank you, thank
0: you. Buenos, Uh. buenos. Very good. That's Alphabetology by Cap'n Jazz. We got Never Hung Over Again by Joyce Manor. And then in the middle there, we had The Queen is Dead by The Smiths. We're reaching peak. emo here. Cade, if you had to describe our sound to just a passerby, like, what does your bounce sound like? Like a coworker. Like, what kind of music band do you make? (laughs) What would you say?
3: I've struggled with this historically. From every band I've been in to this band especially, I feel like I've always struggled with this question because I like to try to tailor it to the person's, like, what experience they have with the music scene. Uh, I usually default to it's, like, really loud indie rock it's or, like, really, really fast. Spastic. Uh, Indie rock, yeah, Yeah. I think is the easiest way. If I was going to be more specific to someone maybe, like, in the scene, Like, Algernon and, like, Mike Kroll, but again really fast i don't
0: know literally that's a good description well, the one my go-to is like i just say like if vampire weekend did drugs and went to community college that's what our band says.
3: <laughs> what i mean vampire weekend at community college i wonder what we would have ended up with in their life path
2: yeah <laughs> oh shit balls isn't he wild like he's just he's just on
0: it all the time he's, he's like
2: yeah this guy is like i would never say vampire weekend on drugs but i, I love it It's a blood boiling. It's amazing.
0: It's been entertaining to say the least. I really enjoy being a part of the band and making music with Cade and our drummer, Tim, who I hope to have in the show in the future. I wouldn't trade a single second of it for anything. It's brought so much joy to my life. It's been really, really fun, Mitchell. You got anything up your sleeve? No, bro. I got tons of questions. You are. Know, Jesus, I sound. <laughs> I don't want ra- to. Ra-
2: he's trying to wrap up, and I'm just like, no, no, no not at all. I'm just. I just <laughs> How feel like. Dare I'm, you?
0: I'm just Jones, to hear what you have to say, buddy. This is an '87 Honda. <laughs> this is an '87. Honda. <laughs> How dare you, Dak Shepard? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I've got so many questions. When it comes to to music, I don't know. Like the just the whole the whole uh, ambiance, the whole essence from start to finish, just like fascinates me. It's like I want I want to know everything when it comes to music especially with like local bands. Like I'm just so curious on how the whole process works. Like, so from all the way from conceptualization all the way into making it, making it a song all the way to, to collaborating with other people, like finalizing your final draft and, and even like expanding that to marketing and, and, and trying to, you know, profit off that. Like the whole experience to me, like I, I could just do this for days. So I mean, where whatever topic you guys are are most interested in, uh influences, uh like like we can go any any direction you want to go. So,
0: literally literally, let's keep it fun. Let's keep it going. I got another one for you. Um Kate, if you had to pick an adult swim show to be on the album cover, which adult swim show would you choose?
3: <laughs> this is the question I somehow feel the most ready for. <laughs> 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 um, super Jail, 100%. Super, super Jail, Jill, yes. I, I don't think it's on anymore. <laughs> no. but oh just god! Just the animation style was incredible so
0: sick so sick it's been really cool to see like, the evolution of adult swim and like we were even talking about what was the other like it should have been on adult swim but it was actually on comedy central was it ugly americans ugly yeah one season
3: i think one or two <laughs> one
0: it's season incredible, yeah if i had to pick one it would be that remember there was one like it was this was okay mitchell do you remember mitchell please tell me you remember mission hill mission you remember hill. mission hill was like around the same time as like Inuyasha and home movies. Give me a description cuz I'm sure I've seen it. So everyone in the show they lived in like a like a like a quadruplex apartment in the in the city and mm-hmm. like it was all like young hipsters living together and yep. like there was the old the cooler older brother and that had blue hair and then there was like the, yep, yep, the younger yep, brother that yep. also had blue hair. <laughs> I remember it yeah. now, yeah.
2: That show was weird.
0: Yeah, it was like a weird coming of age. Like if you took like a 2000s coming of age movie and made it into like an adult swim show, that could be a good project for you. If you have free time later between work and, you know, school stuff. Uh, Katie, look up Mission Hill. That's from like the old days of adult swim. Oh Oh my God. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Do you have a record right now that is your favorite that you're listening to? Ooh,
3: yeah. um, I've actually been... I don't know. I, I go through like phases of I'm okay. Like I've listened to emo so much, I've listened to pop punk so much. And I'm gonna like. Yep. Oh, this is my new thing. I'm gonna be really excited about. And right now it's, uh, like a band from Philly called Hop Along. It's like mm-hmm. female fronted, straight up, just weirdo indie from rock. From Philly, okay. I'm yeah. Down. As I apparently most good music comes from now. It's so one of their <laughs> chief exports. But um, yeah, Hop Along. I, I'm usually not the female vocalist a ton either. And it the best way to describe it would be like a more traditional singer, but also trying to do a Kurt Cobain thing occasionally. Mm. just, yeah, really raunchy, you know, super into it. Hop along.
0: Very cool. Let's talk about gear. Cade, what's your guitar rig like right now? What are you working with? I know I, I get to see it all the time, but talk about it, please, for our guests. What's your guitar rig like?
3: Yeah, to the, to the average person, it's a big, blue, shiny, beautiful, <laughs> <and> loud. <laughs> you can talk specs, talk specs. <laughs> um, <not yet. laughs> to, yeah, to like all the guitar nerds out there. Um, It's like a Fender Offset Telecaster. They made a run of 500, Mm -hmm. I think, in 2016. They've since stopped making them, Beautiful uh, much to my enjoyment. Hopefully it'll be worth something someday when I eventually, when I'm obviously unable to make (laughs) ends meet musically. (laughs) Um, (laughs) By that
2: time, you won't even need to sell it, because. Yeah,
3: I mean, but uh, yeah, and then I play through A, Vox, AC30. Very, very classic, very loud, pretty clean. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, lovely. I think I'm working with my dream setup right now, so I'm very fortunate.
0: What about you, Alex? What do you run? Gotcha. I have two bass guitars. I have a 1979 uh, PVT40, which I bought in Las Vegas. It needs to be fine-tuned a bit. They have these really weird truss rods where you can't just take an Allen wrench and like fuck with it, you know. Mm. So I had to go. I'm gonna go talk to the guy at ABC Music. He actually used to be a PV dealer, and he sold a bunch of them. So he might be able to have the tools to help me out, or just talk to a guitar luthier in town. And I also have my good old 2016 like Fender made in Mexico precision bass. I was inspired to get the maple neck with the all Arctic white body because the bass player from Tiger's Jaw had it And the music in <laughs> yeah. the, the music video for Window. And they're like they're playing a the band is like miming and playing at a uh, roller rink and there's lots of cool like disco <laughs> lights and the all white guitar looked cool with the light shining off of it. I thought it's so, like I want to get that bass. Yeah, and what's live is he does
3: play both of them live at the same time. He, the first one, traditionally played. The second one, he grips the neck between his butt cheeks and plays with to his toes. <laughs> it's I seen incredible. I've it. seen this
2: talent.
0: It is, it is a game changer. That's why we can't perform in Mexico or China anymore because the act was too dangerous. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's only slap when he plays with the lower half. It's
3: just, you know, he just
2: kind of does his hip motion.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's
0: total
2: slap bass. All, right, all these
3: other bands are reinventing sonically at added- a. <laughs> Do music, we're reinventing how to like technically play an instrument. Yeah,
2: it's amazing. You just you won't see a live show like this anywhere else. And it's basically a
0: peep show, so that's yeah, it's a lot. It's something for everybody. Two for two for one, fifteen dollars at the door. Groundbreaking We love you long time. And that basically just gets ran through. Uh, I have I have a sansamp I have a Sansamp bass driver, which is a, like the the deluxe one with three settings. Uh, it sounds really good for getting a tube amp tone. And then I also have a uh, mostly I just use it for compression or for to use as a tuner. But I do have. Uh, The Zoom B3N, I know multi-effects units aren't very hipster friendly, but it actually does have some good compression and a few good preamps I like to use. But unfortunately, the overdrives and this more special modulation effects sound kind of cartoonish. Gear is fun. I love collecting gear. It's a good hobby. It's an expensive hobby. I mean, Mitchell, we talk about how expensive the microphones are for the March and Mitch show with CSP. We got our new mixer in today and like this new mixer has been working pretty good so far. I think our next project is what is XLRs? We got to get a few more XLRs working.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we've got a bad bad cable that's causing uh, intermittent static and Ooh. it's been driving me nuts for years <laughs> uh I, th- I thought it was a mixer or replaced the mixer uh it's not the mixer so <laughs> the
3: expensive part
2: yeah i'm fucking so smart when it comes to this shit like he thinks i know so much shit and i don't know jack when it comes to this
3: I, oh it's got to be a mixer <laughs> be a, re- just fucking replace the most expensive piece ah. i mean the game changer for us is we used color-coded xlr's for all recording stuff so like who's uh, what's what's messing up a yeah. blue guitar cool done purple vocals awesome oh.
0: Awesome. Hey, we should steal a page from their playbook, our playbook. Mm, I got my, playbook my playbook. got my foot in why both camps. You,
2: why didn't you bring this
0: up earlier? I just realized he inspired oh, me. was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I got my foot in both camps. Oh, sweet Lord. Oh, I, my goodness. I'm not talented enough for this. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> yeah. It's like becoming a Pokemon master. It just happens one season at a time.
2: If I replace these cables and I still have the problem, I quit. The show's done. <laughs> I've replaced everything except the microphones, and I'm not replacing these.
3: <laughs> I mean, the, the hosts. The last...
2: <laughs> 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 Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna outsource this to. Is it possible to, that yeah. one of you is making a
3: really low hissing sound without <laughs> uh With that note, I'd be. Uh, Celine, do, do you want to
2: ask some questions? You want to get in on this real quick and uh, get your two cents in? No, no, no! Come here!
1: Come here! Come here! Come here! Come here. I mean, honestly, I think. Uh, I apologize. Honestly, I think that you guys covered all the main questions. I was gonna go for. Um, I just want to thank Cade for being on the show tonight, because it's really cool oh, to have our first guest. Thank you guys for so, having
3: me. Absolutely.
1: You can talk without your mask. The mask is for safety, Mitchell. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I don't want to be on the show too much tonight, is because I want to keep my mask on. But seriously, I do want to thank you for being here. Oh, no, really yeah.
3: Cool. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm always happy to like nerd out uh, on music, but if there's like an audience... It makes me feel less like I'm an insane person. Yeah. <laughs> well, what we'll do is, um,
2: why don't we have you back on the show later, and we'll just um, we'll just kind of go through the catalog of songs. And the more, like I said, we've we've got people like just all over the place listening, and it's not like a like our biggest audience in like Washington, Oregon, California, Arizona. Um, what's the state next to Arizona? Nevada. Nevada, yeah. So there's like some (laughs) solid... And then across the state, what's the one state that's got like... Virginia, Virginia. Is Virginia? Yeah. Somebody in Virginia <laughs> loves the show. It, all right, I don't Virginia. know who, And then like, there's a couple. Like, then there's a couple of people just peeping in on it, like internationally, like Canada, Australia, and shit.
3: Well, appreciate all the listens. Don't know how you find us because it's not like we're out there networking with people. I mean, that's the dream is to have this like weird hidden because we have this huge like following in what it's like Zurich or something. It's like the US is most of our listens, but then Zurich is, like up because the Swiss Army was? The yeah maybe, oh. maybe wow, yeah, maybe it's just we marketed super unintentionally but yeah
2: dude so like i I really hope lots of people find this find you guys um and then just kind of spread it across the world because like that's that's my goal like i would love to just be able to like talk about shit and just know that it's gonna get just like
3: there you go there's a lot of a lot of it's a good time for spreading shit across the world yeah i I want to spread like covid but in a positive way there you go i
2: don't want anybody to die from this i want them to if if anything just walk away with a sense of uh, uh you know uh wealth if anything
3: there you go
0: Most definitely, most definitely. As we contribute to a world full of music, media, and art, thank you to all our patrons at the March and Mitch Show. Still got a few more up the sleeve. Let's see what we can pull out. Uh, This is one of the first questions that me and Mitchell did on the show for our pilot. Kay Dale, if you were going to go into combat, Mm -hmm. what animal would you choose as a weaponized critter? Oh, God. What would you take? Weaponized Um, animal. (laughs) What would you take into combat?
3: Uh, My instinct, like, I feel like common human knowledge would imply something large so i think like someone's gonna say like an elephant or something but then you're very like visible so maybe like <laughs> if i could somehow like duct tape a grenade to a mole or something and then direct it in the right it's the kind way. of like what alex said
2: he said like weaponized lobsters or something <laughs> exploding, I, like, lobster. exploding lobsters it. how
3: how <laughs> like, that's that's incredible
2: genetically modified lobster mm. Built with C4 in. <laughs>
3: okay, so it's like not
0: And then sending it out. That was that was basically your, your response, right? Pretty much. Or I was gonna say like kerosene or something. And like once once the lobster gets to a certain temperature of the kerosene <laughs>
3: <laughs> So is this like a, a total covert operation? These are gonna be like infiltrate like infiltrating red lobsters across enemy nations they or <laughs> I, was, I don't know how I was thinking
0: think more like Metal Gear Solid like, kind of like Metal Gear Solid type <laughs> <laughs> combat. see <CGC>, close quarters <laughs> combat. Reload.
3: <laughs> I mean, depending on the context, if I saw a lobster crawling towards me, I'd probably be pretty on guard. <laughs> no, matter, like just, no matter what the context. Yeah, yeah, just in the middle of the street. Yeah, I'm gonna be pretty wary of the, <laughs> the lobster.
2: Yeah, same. I don't I don't have any interest in,
0: in fucking with crustaceans,
2: regardless of <laughs> location.
0: Most definitely. Weaponized animals. We'll have more weaponized <laughs> animals next week when Celine Standard's Pond comes to us. With a swordfish. Stay stay tuned for next week. That'd be a fun guest. More more shenanigans here. Uh, Cade, what is the most pop punk food chain in America?
3: Pop punk food
0: chain? What is the most pop punk food chain in America? I
3: feel like... (laughs) Instinct is to say a pizza chain of some sort, literally okay. And like, I feel like cheap and pizza related are the two key elements of pop punk. (laughs) Nice. So I mean, what is it like, Little Caesars? I was gonna say he's about to say he's gonna say he's gonna say Little Caesars. Little Caesars, baby. Because at that point, it's not. It's just the. It's not the taste. It's just that you're consuming something you're told is pizza, and then it's like. I don't want to rag on Little Caesars too hard. They like supported me through my childhood up say, till now. If you but... haven't
2: been stoned in a parking lot eating a five dollar Little Caesars with your homie, have you even <laughs> lived?
3: I mean, on that on yes. that element, I you could say a Denny's maybe. Yeah, like, that's also supported me through some rough late night times. It's the only thing that's open that you can't get rested in. Yeah, yeah. is that like is that a rule? You could just you can't, even if you're like full on manhunt mode, like you're in a Denny's.
0: You have diplomatic immunity. Yeah, basically.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Diplomatic (laughs) immunity. Yeah, dude, you're just
2: looking for a place not to get pulled over. It doesn't matter what they do. It could be literally, it could just be a, it could be a, uh, it could be a fine wine
0: place And you would still go there At 3 in the morning As long as it was legal to be there Past midnight <laughs> show up, If you show up to Danny's And you order a high I'll take the Amnesty Burger yeah. that, mean, that means you're, they're trying to get Diplomatic immunity Because they're trying to the get Wait, just don't care you, you got one friend Who's just sleeping in his bowl of soup
2: just, They don't care They don't get
0: paid enough I have so many well, good memories of, of like big shows in Vegas and the music scene where we'd actually like we'd all go to Denny's or In N Out Burger because mm-hmm. they were always open twenty-four seven or open yeah. late and like all the punk bands from the show would show up and we'd all like talk shit there and like eat our French fries and animal style burgers. So much, so much good food. Oh my gosh! This
2: sounds great right now. Like I'm starving.
0: Food and punk music <laughs> just go together. I don't know what it is. Uh, even Wendy's, for example, name dropped Hot Mulligan and Nothing Nowhere and Meet Me at the Altar, That's and like right. Wendy's is straight coming at coming at us Dude, with Wendy's some punk. Has got gorilla marketing on lock ever, right now. Yeah,
3: runs their shit is like. I don't know. They got they they got the right plugs. Yeah,
0: they got the plug. And then, meanwhile, Jack in the Box loves anime, just like me and Mitchell and Kay Dale. From what I remember, you also dabble in some anime. Would you say there's been any anime? Uh, please name it that's actually influenced your music at all, it whether influenced it be by st- music. storytelling or just musicianship.
3: I feel like there is this weird subcultural connection between anime and Midwestern emo. There I think should be when there's that many white repressed nerds and <laughs> you're going to find some similar, like some commonality, some common ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, influence my music. I'm trying to think of the ones I watched like Cowboy Bebop Watched growing up a classic. lot. classic. Yeah. Oh, so um, I don't know if I like, Maybe subconsciously I want to make music that's that cool. I think they have like a well, their is jazz is incredible. Yeah, yeah like that. The, the, you can't top jazz when it comes
2: to like that shit. That's in I. I don't even have words. That saxophone solo yeah. at the end is just fire, dude. I'm it's not straight. smart enough to understand how that music's collaborated. It's
0: got alto saxophone. It was everything. Lyrics.
3: I like when I had the James Bond soundtrack excla- it, like explained to me. I was like, this is. Cowboy Bebop executes it in a way that I feel like James Bond should. Have, I, I had that expectation for James Bond. I was like, okay, yeah. Then I heard Cowboy Bebop, I was like, this is this is cool spy. Who did this this? Is cool spy time? Who did this?
0: There <laughs> you go. Have you ever seen FLCL? Fully Cooly? Uh, what? It's what? an anime. It's, nah. uh, it's
3: very emo. Oh no no wait. FLC? Is it the one with like people like? He has, like, a horn. It's, like, kind yes. of music-related. Yes. There are people like yeah. TV heads. And okay. Smacks his shit He's out of got a, horn. a bass guitar. Oh, okay, I do really... Yeah. i just stumbled across this recently. What? And I want to watch it. Oh, it's great. It's six episodes. It's, it's literally so, six it's episodes. It's short. Yeah. I remember watching it um,
2: as, like, a 12-year-old on, like at midnight on cartoon Stay network up super late yeah. to watch it on an adult show. show's game. wild dude it's to, to this day it doesn't have a plot that makes sense to me it's just it's just a show it just exists That's, okay it's those wild. are great those
3: were <laughs> times. i mean that was evangelion for me growing up i kind of watched and i was like i want. i came here for giant robots and now they're like getting <laughs> it's like getting logical deep. i don't
0: want this <laughs> it's it's existential like misery yeah, yeah it
2: ends on it ends on a
3: solid note like the show
2: ends but yeah. like how you got there you're just like left spinning in a chair just going like I just wanted to watch giant robots punch. Yeah. Do
3: punches. Do hits. Punch A. There's a robot. There's a there's a robot. Anyways. Yep.
2: I think on that note, um, before we just like delve into like full nerdhood, why don't we <laughs> say this part two? Uh, we'll come back and like I said, we got plenty of more music. Um Swiss Army Wife, we'll cover it later. We'll play the other songs. We got full rights, because we've got two of the band oh, that's members. True. We have full rights, we'll play yeah. all the songs as many as we possibly can on the show, everybody's going to love it. As far as I can tell, the music that we play is a, the playlist that Celine put together on Spotify, apparently slaps from start to finish, uh, for every 28 songs that we have, there's a whole playlist now you can find on Spotify, the March and mid show. Um, it's a banging playlist. Like, I don't know how that happened, but apparently most
0: definitely, if if
2: you're looking for some car ride jams, like go find that playlist. Uh, you can probably find it on the Facebook page and shit. Uh, it'll be on there. Um, but
0: other than that, I think about time to wrap it up. Most definitely, and Kate, thank you so much for being a part of Swiss Army Life, making music with me, and Swiss being on the Army show. Swiss Army Life. Swiss <laughs> Army
3: Wife. Swiss Army Wife. That's a slogan. We're it's coming down the pipes. <laughs> hey,
0: that's, yeah, that's we're, good. Actually, there we go. That's a good slow Swiss Army Life. You get a whole crew on. Let's that. have some buttons <laughs> and some enamel pins that say that it's been a pleasure. We're gonna have you Sol, listen bro. to the song yeah, Forty Dollars. $40 on Spotify and Apple Music. Check it's out not some. actually $40. It's free. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes, yeah, like, I'm that. not going to like little criticism for
2: you guys. I'm not, I'm not speaking out of turn. I'm just saying when I saw that the first time, I almost shat myself because I thought the track cost $40.
3: I mean, I, I don't want to like undersell my music, but if I were to, I would be surprised if I ever wrote a song worth forty dollars for one track. I'm just saying <laughs> I be like, that was
2: I saw that and I le- legit knowing mm. Alex and shit, I panicked and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I do not, ha- I I want to support. I do not have that right now. I do not have forty dollars to listen to. This. Turns out that's the name of the track. So
3: do not let that put you off. It's not forty dollars. The song is forty dollars. Maybe that's the way now. Maybe instead of like. I mean everyone's struggling as a musician You don't need to make a bunch of songs People listen to a lot You need to make one million dollar song That one person gets I don't know, Little gets. Peep kind of took that
2: route Like he really? didn't make albums He just made singles and shit and I look mean I saw a
3: lot of them do that, yeah You
2: gotta look at these successful people, man and, and dissect their fucking blueprint And figure out what they did And then you gotta replicate it, man Same so, like, I,
3: Yeah, I saw Tom Cruise I heard the interview with Tom Cruise I immediately went out and bought Placenta <laughs> 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 Well,
2: that took a turn All right We'll catch you next time, everybody. Thank you for joining us, March Mid Show featuring Celine. Thank you, Cade. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm gonna play the Godzilla theme song because I can.
0: Let's do it. <laughs>